0: Hi, this is Kenny Albert. You're listening to the Broadway Hat Podcast with your host, Kyle Hall. The number one podcast for all things Rangers hockey. Welcome back to the Broadway Hat Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hall. And there are just two games left in regular season. I'm recording this early this week because I'm going to the Ranger game tonight, Monday night, against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, very excited for that. It's my third game this season, I think. I haven't been able to make too many games with the new little baby at home. But uh, what a season for the New York Rangers! And right now, the last thing that really is a question mark is a couple players will hit some milestones, and who is the Rangers' first round opponent actually going to be? Uh, pretty crazy this far into the season. But still don't know. Um, the Devils had an opportunity this weekend to jump Carolina, and unfortunately, they lost to the Buffalo. Uh, sorry, they lost to um, Boston. And uh, Carolina sits still, just one point ahead of New Jersey. Now they have three games left to play. Carolina, New Jersey, just has two, um, and the Rangers are just two points behind the Devils now. So the Devils have two games left. The Rangers have two games left. So for the Rangers to surpass the Devils and grab home ice, the Devils would have to lose their last two games this season, or uh, win one in uh, one regulation and lose one in overtime. And the Rangers have to win both, or the Rangers would have to. Uh, win one, lose one OT, and the Devils have to lose both games. So they have to have. The Rangers would need 109 points or 110 points to get past the Devils. Uh, they would need one more point than New Jersey uh, because of the tiebreaker. New Jersey owns it by the uh, record against each other this year. So, um, it, still don't know. We still don't know who the Rangers are going to play in the first round. Uh, I believe the NHL came out and said that the first round game is going to be uh, either next Monday or Tuesday, will be the start date for that. So, season ends Thursday for the Rangers. I think there's a couple games on Friday. So uh we're getting there. We're almost there. Uh tonight against Buffalo should be a fun game. I know the Sabers are in a, a playoff race right now, which I mean it's crazy. The right now you have know, every night it seems like goes back and forth between Florida, the Islanders and Pittsburgh. I think at Buffalo coming into tonight's game, uh I believe they they're just they're 5-6 points out of the Islanders, so they have so, they have 78 games played, so they have four games left to play. So, they have some games left, but today's a, obviously a must win. They probably might get eliminated tonight if they lose. Uh, but Florida, right now, 91 points. It's just tied with the Ioners, 91 points. They own the tiebreaker right now with regulation wins at 42. And Pittsburgh is just one point behind them. So, that is a crazy race there for the wild card. And other than that, you know, every other's really, you know exactly what the matchups are going to be uh, in the Atlantic. You have Toronto and Tampa Bay who have pretty much been set in stone as a series since probably Christmas with the Boston Bruins now owning uh, the NHL record for most wins in a season. So crazy season for the Bruins, 131 points with two games left to play. 63 wins is the all-time record. Their goal differential is 124. That is just insane. 124 plus 124. Um, Just crazy. Rangers actually are tied with the Devils at plus 60 for the second best in the Eastern Conference, um, so actually it's third best in the NHL. Just the Edmonton Oilers at plus sixty one uh, are above the Rangers and Devils behind Boston there. But uh, it's uh, yeah, we'll see who it is, and hopefully, you know, if I, maybe by the end of tonight, this might be all irrelevant tomorrow if there's a couple of losses by some teams. But the Rangers, there's a small possibility they could still grab home ice in the first round. Very small possibility. I don't see the Devils losing the last two games. Uh, but the Rangers, hey, they can't rest anybody. You know, this is the lineup they're putting out there is their playoff lineup. So um, you want to see these guys play well. And uh, in doing so, hopefully they pick up a win tonight and they'll uh, get up a win against Toronto, who could possibly rest guys on uh, Thursday night. So there is a slim possibility. Rangers could still get home ice. We'll see, um, you know, the, if they want to pull out the win against uh, St. Louis, which I didn't think. This weekend, the Rangers had a chance to win in St. Louis just because of the emotions from that win against Tampa. Which, I mean, that game was a playoff game. That was a playoff game atmosphere. That was a playoff game attitude. You know, national TV game. It, that was something else. And uh, even though it ended up being six to three, and you look at the box score now, you're like, "Oh, the Rangers had that in hand." No, that game was back and forth. It was three two at the end of the third period. At the end of the second period, uh, I'm sorry, four three at the end of the second period. And uh, it was just, it was, they were going back and forth. That was a heavyweight bite fight. There was fights. There was hits. There was everything you can imagine. That was great. Um, the Rangers got two third-period goals by Kreider and Panarin there to, to put it away and make it the 6-3 win. But uh, just a, a great game. Great game to watch from both, you know, if you're a fan of hockey just in general. Uh, but, I mean, to me, it was huge for the Rangers because that was a great, I thought, it a great test before the playoffs. And... Uh, those are the type of games you gotta win, and you gotta grind it out. You know, it was 42 penalty minutes for Tampa, 20 for the Rangers in that game, and the Rangers hung with them the faceoff dot, which is a thing that the Rangers struggled with last year in the playoffs. They, you know, Tampa won 26 faceoffs, Rangers won 21. Rangers outshot Tampa 37 to 31. The hits were 22, 21. So I mean, really close game, really good matchup, and uh, you know, I think Tampa's got a really good shot against uh Toronto in the first round. I I strongly believe. I, I always believe in the goaltenders, and I think Vasilevsky is better than anything ta- Toronto is going to put out there, and he can steal that series. And uh, I mean, even though Boston's had this great year, I wouldn't count out the Islanders if that's the matchup of the first round. Sorokin is by far uh, a great goalie, and I, I mean, even though Boston's got great goaltending, he could steal a series. Sorokin, so I don't think Boston fans should be all that pumped to be facing the Islanders in the first round, personally. Uh, but then again, the Rangers play. I think the Rangers have a goaltending lead or, or you know an edge against both the Devils and Carolina if whoever they match up against. I think Igor right now has been playing fantastic. I, yeah, I mean I'm a homer, but I, I do think that they have an edge in goal. And by the way, talking about Igor Sturkin, 37 wins. Uh, he got the 37th win, a shutout against Columbus Saturday night, and uh, that is now uh, a. Personal record for him last year, his Vezina Trophy winning season, he had 36 wins, so he passes that with win number 37. I don't know if we'll see him tonight. It hasn't been. We are recording this at uh, early, so uh, I don't know if he's going to be in goal tonight. I would imagine he plays one of these games uh, the last week here just to get a little bit more work before the playoffs, but uh, what a season for him. What a turnaround. Obviously, he struggled, had points to struggle around the year midseason. Right around Christmas, he started turning around. Uh, but really, since March 1st, the trade deadline, he's been fantastic. Um, he's wearing the new, you know, Mike richter S style mask, and he's been great in goals. So the Rangers need to have him get going, and he did. And uh, hopefully he carries all this momentum into the playoffs. And a couple other guys chasing some uh, some big numbers. Panarin and Zabajad are both uh, one point away from 90 points in the season. It'll be Panarin's third 90-point season in four seasons with the Rangers. The other season will be the COVID short season. So, I uh, don't really count that. So every full season this guy's played with the Rangers, he's gonna hit 90 points. So hopefully he gets one more point there. Uh, As a also needs one more goal for the 40th, and uh, they were looking for him against Columbus. The Rangers, I mean that game against Columbus was like playing an AHL team. I mean they could have won that game. I feel like nine to nothing, and they really held back. They were really unselfish. They were looking for the you know looking for each other to try to get some goals. Uh, but everyone was looking for Zabadja that whole game, trying to get him a goal number 40. So uh, who knows? Hopefully tonight or uh, Thursday night, Devanja scores a goal, hits number 40, and also hits number 90 in the year. Maybe Panarin and Assis on a power play, and they both hit 90 together. Uh, Kako and Lafreniere are both one point away from 40, so that'd be pretty cool to have them both hit the 40-point goal, forty point plateau, both, uh, per, both career records for them uh, for the most in their career. Uh, so those are just a couple things to look out for. In the last couple games here to see if those guys can hit some milestones there. Obviously, they've been a ton of players on the Rangers team that have hit career highs this year in their points and everything. You know, Heedle's hit his career high in goals and assistant points. You know, Keiondre Miller has set a, a, a career high in points. So, it's been a very special year for the Rangers. Gerard Glant, you know, becomes the first Rangers head coach to post 100-point seasons in back-to-back years in his first two years um, and continues to have the best record as a Best winning percentage as a Rangers head coach in team history. He's done a, an unbelievable job since taking over this team. And, uh, yeah, so very excited for tonight to go see them live again. And, uh, hey, if anyone's got playoff tickets they don't want and they're a uh, heavy pretty penny now and I don't feel like spending the money on them, please, hey, share them if you got an extra one. Share it on over. DM me. I'll be more than happy to go with you to a Ranger, hockey, Ranger playoff game. Uh, it's going to be a special time especially if they play the Devils. That series is going to be great for the area, great for the rivalry just in general. So I uh, do want to give a shout-out to our guy, Devin DiDomiti, playing over in the Earth Day Liga uh, in Hungary. He is he won the Earth Day Liga Championship this last week, uh, season number 14 for Deeds. I believe this is his first championship uh, in his career. So congratulations to him, and he's been grinding out over there in Hungary and Romania the last two seasons, so uh, awesome for him to get a win just a great guy cannot be happy enough for him uh, the Hartford Wolfpack have a clinch a playoff for the first time in eight years uh, so it's been a while since Hartford's been in the playoffs uh, so congratulations to them and uh, we have Zach Jones and Adam Clendenning two former guests playing there currently for Hartford so we'll be keeping an eye on them and also the Rangers ECHL uh, Jacksonville Iceman also reached the playoffs so all three, um, all three rangers team or all three rangers affiliates, the NHL, e- AHL, and ECHL, all make the playoffs. And obviously, we've had a bunch of guys on from Jacksonville, and uh, Coach Nick Luco, who has done a great job in his first two seasons there, guiding them to the playoffs. Uh, they've now set a franchise record for wins. So, congratulations to him and Brandon Master there in the play- in the uh, coaching staff. And, of course, our former guest Ryan Lowens down there. Christian who has been up and down between Hartford and Jacksonville. He's currently in Jacksonville. And then Parker Gehagen and Olaf Limbaugh, who have created a uh, great duo down there, along with Charles Williams also in net, uh, to lead that team to that great record and a playoff bar. So congratulations to those guys. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun time seeing all the Rangers teams in the postseason. So there'll be plenty of hockey to watch here as we enter the spring. And talk about some playoffs we have on our good friend again. I believe this is his third time on the show. Riley Armstrong, the uh, assistant coach for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, the Flyers AHL team. They just wrapped up a national TV game with Hartford, uh, so that was a perfect time to get Riley back on the show and uh, talk about what he's seen from Hartford and uh, you know what players are. You know what his opinion on some of the players and some of the Rangers prospects. Because we had him on the show back in September when Riley was uh, coaching against them against the Rangers prospects in the prospect game. And uh, now he's seen, obviously, Hartford four times this season. So he's got a real good, uh, he's got real good takes on some of the big players down there. So it's really interesting to get him on the show, hear the scouting reports that, you know, other franchises have on these Rangers, you know, up and coming players. And, uh, you know, obviously, a guy like Riles, who's been around the game for so long, his opinion, I trust that. And uh, he's got some great takes on some of the Rangers young players. And uh, also, be thinking to Artemio Nismov, who's, playing for uh, playing for him in Lehigh Valley after all those years in the AHL, 700-something games. He's now down the AHL teaching young guys. So also awesome to have Riles back on. And also congratulations to him in Lehigh Valley because he also clinched a playoff spot. And uh, I don't think they're going to be matched up with Hartford in the playoffs unless they get to the conference finals, unless some seeding uh, kind of gets uh, mixed up here in the last uh, couple games because I think they're going to be the four seed and Hartford will be the sixth seed. So I don't think they'll line up. But, um, that'd be pretty cool to see Hartford and Lehigh Valley square off, and uh, Lehigh Valley is only about an hour and a half trip for people in the city. So, uh, if you can't go to Hartford, go to Lehigh Valley. is you know, another great stadium down there, and it's not a bad trip either way to go to Hartford or Lehigh Valley. Especially if you live in Jersey, that's even better. So, uh, but before we send our interview with Riles, I do want to, uh, do want to share this quick message from a few of our sponsors, Caldera Labs. Say goodbye to generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab. is is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visible, improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Today we have an exclusive offer for you, our audience, so you can try it for yourself, Why? and you can see why so many men trust Caldera Lab with their skincare needs. Use our code BROADWAY at calderalab.com for 20% off your, their best product, Listen, as I'm getting older in my thirties now, you gotta take care of your skin. And these guys are out there helping you take care of your skin. They're helping you with your wrinkles. They're keeping your eight, your they're keeping you young. They're keeping you young. They keep you look good. kadura Labs creates a high-performance men's skincare product by combining uh, pharmaceutical-grade science along with uh, uh, nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Kicking off their stellar skincare selection, we have the regimen bundle. A twice a day routine to transform your skin inside this bundle you'll find the clean slate the base layer and the good the clean slate is where you start your day it's balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing uh, leaving all skin types exceptionally refreshed the base layer is a nutrient-dense fortifying moisture that hydrates your skin and absorbs fa- uh, absorbs fast living with a matte finish so you can start your day confidently and the good is your go-to at night before bed it's clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your helps your skin look tighter and smoother as well as help helps reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. How can you not beat that? As you age, you might notice more fine lines and wrinkles. It's a sign of aging, unfortunately. This is the opposite of what any guy wants, really what anyone wants. And the more you neglect your skin, the more visible this will become over time. It's time to control your skin and take these easy steps. Ready to take your skin to the next level with Caldera Lab. No no further than the Icon, The Red the Rejuvenating Eye Serum is here to help address the the three most common skin concerns around the eye, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness, the three worst things you can have. Committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, Kedura Lab is the, on the mission to better skin, better men's skin care around the world, priding itself on clean ingredients and doing right by its customers and planet we live in. Kedura Lab is a certified B Corporation as well as a member of the 1% for the Planet. Through uncompromised craftsmanship, ex, uh, exceptional ingredients, and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and confidence. So make sure to get 20% off today by using our code BROADWAY at CalderaLab.com. That's 20% off at CalderaLab.com by using the code BROADWAY. And we're also joined by our friends over at Kunzuri. Fellas, have you ever wished you were a little bit taller? Maybe you matched on Tinder and her profile said must be six feet tall. Maybe your date wears heels and you just can't because you're just not or she just can't because you're just not tall enough. Well, Short Kings, today's sponsor has you covered. Konzuri makes shoes that make you up to 2.8 inches taller without anyone noticing. Look, girls get heels, makeup and push-up bras. Why can't men get a boost in confidence as well? We're all the same height laying down, if you get what I mean. For a limited time offer, our listeners can get up to 15% off every order when your code Broadway at Konsori.com. The site is already 30% off, so with our code, you save an extra 15% off. That's 45% off your entire order. You're basically getting these shoes for free. So make sure you go show the support to the show and go check out Konzori.com. That's C-O-N-Z-U-R-I.com and use the code Broadway. Listen, if you can get a little extra edge in the dating game, I'm out of it way now. I don't even want to think about getting to a dating game ever again. Uh, but listen, if you're in there, you're looking for uh, make a good impression, uh, or maybe you're taking a, a picture with some of your guys at home. Listen, I, all my friends at home are over 6 feet tall, so uh, maybe the next group shot I have to get these shoes on to make sure that I can fit in a little bit. They don't have to uh, <laughs> adjust the lens at all. But make sure you go on there, check them out. Not only does conservative shoes make you up to 2.8 inches taller, but they're also incredibly stylish and comfortable. These are not all-man shoes. They're not Velcro shoes. They're not ugly, ugly shoes. You'll get compliments in them. Even if they don't even make you taller, you get compliments no matter what. They have styles for every occasion, smart, casual, sporty, you name it, they got it. The height insoles are actually built into the shoe, so no one can tell that you're hiding some secret height boosts in there. The brand is also hidden on the shoes and the packaging, so it's literally the ultimate height hack. Life short, you don't have to be. It's time to level up the playing field, my guys. Maybe update that dating profile to six feet, because is an absolute game changer for you and your dating life and your ring life in general. So make sure you go on the website, use our discount code Broadway, save that 15% off. You get the 45% off total. Like I said, it's basically free, so make sure you go check it out. Kazori.com, C-O-N-Z-U-R-Z-U-R-I.com, and make sure you use that code BROADWAY TODAY. All right, we're now joined by our good friend. He's back again, Lehigh Valley Phantoms assistant coach Riley Armstrong. Thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Kyle.
0: Always good to have you back on. Uh, I know we talked back in what, September. Seems like so long ago now. Uh, about the when the prospect game was. So how was that training camp with uh, Torts? Did he make you do any gasses or anything?
1: No, no. I think uh, I think I would have been able to do like one down and back, and then I would have mailed it in. I believe so. Yeah, I was actually just out skating with the with the guys um, a couple of days ago, playing three on three. Um, just some of the guys that weren't playing. And I came off of that. I, I think I had to go put the Norma pants on and ice the legs down after I was just in one. Yeah. But <clears throat> it's always good to get out there and get a little sweat. feel like you're part of it.
0: You tell them like back in your day, there's a lot more holding going on, you know, don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> oh, I still throw in the old can opener. Yeah. Uh, not not too many strides coming out of me until I get the puck.
0: <laughs> uh, so, Talk about this playoff race going on in the American Hockey League. You in Hartford are right now almost neck and neck. You're a little bit ahead of them now. Uh, Bridgeport's chasing into two of you. So how exciting has this season been? you got five games left, uh, but you guys have had a great year so far.
1: Yeah, you know, I think with every year we have the ups and the downs, and we've been on a five-game losing streak, and we've been on five-game winning streaks, and um, you have those emotional ro- roller coasters, I guess, throughout it. But I think for the most part, uh, from this year to last year, um, Our guys have been healthy, you know, with us and with the Flyers for the most part, um, which results in more of a steady lineup roster type situation for us. Um, And then I I really do feel our our young guys have really carried the load for us uh, with Lixell and Forster and uh, Brink coming back. And then we sprinkled in a couple with with Artie uh, Amisimov, you know, that you guys know as well. So. Um, adding him into the pile too has really helped to bring in some of these uh, young guys up pretty quick. So um, from that, from that standpoint, been a great year. Um, the way the schedule shakes out, you know how we play every game in, in division. So mm-hmm. uh, the last month has been all, all in division games. So it's, it's been pretty exciting for us uh, seeing the same time, team over and over and over again, isn't great, but for the most part, the games are, are pretty intense.
0: What, now you guys have played four games against Hartford this year. They took the series three to one against you. sorry to add that in, it's but right. uh, I, I guess when you see a team, I mean, even Hartford, you only played four times, but I think you guys play like Hershey, like 17 times. Like, you know, how long do you see a team? Do you finally just really just hate them? Like how, like, when does that like build up?
1: Well, I think, I think we, we have that with Hershey and Wilkes-Barre. Like they're, they just start, it's just chippy. Probably the same with you with like Springfield and, and maybe Providence or Bridgeport. Um, like, people are chirping each other in warmups you know before the game even starts so it's like you you kind of have that but i think that's what you know leads to the the rivalry of like those teams and like you go into the buildings and we've played in front of some pretty good crowds in wilkesbury in hershey and at home here even when those teams come in because i think the fans know like oh i'm coming or else Hershey and Wilkes, they're traveling for the game as well. So
0: they something's got to pop off.
1: Seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're waiting. They're waiting for it.
0: Now it's your second year. Are you, are you settled in now? Are you talking smack behind the bench on people? Are you throwing chirps out there?
1: <laughs> no, I, I <laughs> leave that to Lappy. I, I let Lappy talk to the, the refs and stuff like that. He, he handles that. And we got a couple of guys on the team with uh, Jordy Bellerave and Garrett Wilson that do enough trash talking uh, to carry the whole team through a game.
0: Yeah. Well, that guy's a load. I mean, he is, he hits man. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he's uh he's a, he's a big boy. Um, He's actually been playing really well for us coming down the stretch. Uh, Cal O'Reilly got hurt um, and uh, Garrett Wilson really stepped up, been carrying the load pretty good. And uh, you know, for a guy who's climbing up in age uh, he looks pretty young out there flying around.
0: <laughs> we can't say climb up in age. Cause a lot of these guys, they're younger than me. And I I can't, and I can't, (laughs) you know, Nisimov, he's 34 years old. You're like, Oh, he's old. He's a year older than me. I I can't say that these guys are old anymore.
1: I know. I know. But compared to, compared to like the guys on the team, you look at, uh, you know, Bobby Brink and some of the other guys that are coming in They're 21, you're like, Oh boy, you know, I feel old.
0: (laughs) Uh, so talk talk about Hartford, uh, Give me the behind the scenes look in that coaching room. What is you're going in there against your fourth game against them this last weekend? What is the strategy against that team? Who are the guys you're targeting?
1: Um, going into it, we we like we mostly focus just on us, um, on things that we can do, um, and and then we focus on, you know, how how we're gonna play the game, whether it's our uh you know transition and our our, our neutral zone forecheck, which is where we feel games are won and lost and going going into it it's not like we're saying hey we got to shut down you know this line or that line um we kind of look at it as a whole we feel that we have four pretty good lines as well and um I think Lappy is one of the few coaches in the league that rolls four lines um and gives that fourth line some pretty good minutes as well so um we we don't really are you know go into it looking like that but what we did kind of focus on was you know, where, where can we expose them a little bit and um, you know, credit to to Hartford and, you know, Drury and like the management there for uh, bolstering their lineup kind of going into uh, after the trade deadline and bringing in some guys and um, bringing Kane in and putting guys on waivers that have made Hartford a little bit stronger of a team. Um, You know, I think it's uh, really benefited them here down the stretch, as you can see um, in the standings, they've been climbing up pretty quick.
0: Yeah, they they've really added a lot of veteran firepower to that team. You got my boy Clint Danning back there on defense. Former guest, not a big deal. Um, sure. you know, I gotta ask you about my guy Zach Jones. And uh, you saw him last year, and you and I talked about him, uh, how skilled he was last year. Has he gotten better this year? How does how did he has he looked out there to you?
1: Yeah, I think I think he's too good for the league. To be honest, I think sometimes he gets bored. Um, in games, he he skates so well, it's like he. he wants to do more but he also wants to stay within his limits too and like not get too caught out of place or out of position but he's he's so good at running the power play that's one thing that we do focus on is how how he walks the line um on on the power play he uh adds a lot of deception in his game and opens up other lanes passing lanes shooting lanes so um he's he he definitely sees the game at a different level than most guys that we uh we we play against so He's definitely a guy that we key on, but I think every every team should key on him. If they're not, they might need to recheck their scouting reports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then they, Dylan Garand got the last start against you guys, played very well in that. He's kind of seen as maybe one of the future goalies for the Rangers, Uh and then, you know, they have a lot of veterans back there, but I'm happy they're giving him a lot of run. Uh, What'd you like about his game?
1: Yeah, I, I you know, first of all, I'm a little biased because he came out of the Western Hockey League, so <clears throat> right there, I'm like, I'm like, you know, two thumbs up for the for the Dub Boys. Um, <laughs> but at, at the same time, like he's he's not a he doesn't look big in net compared to some goalies where they look big. Like you look at Takarski, like it looks like he he's small, but it, the way his equipment is, like he covers the whole net. And um, Grant is like he's very positional. Um, we I thought we gave him a pretty easy night for the most part last game. Uh, he saw a lot of pucks from the blue line. Um, and you could see him just tracking them into his glove. He was like, for a guy who didn't see a lot of shots, which I think is hard on a young goaltender, he stayed in the game. You know, he didn't let his guard down on, uh, you know, let, letting his eyes go on like an easy shot. He, he made all those saves look pretty easy. Um, you know, and it was something credit to Hartford too, on their D side and, and in their D zone on, on letting him allow those, those shots and from the outside that, that's all we could really get going a little bit.
0: Now yeah, the one thing for Hartford they have going is Johnny Brzezinski has been up and down with the Rangers, and he's played well in New York, and he's played well, obviously, really well in Hartford. I think he was just the AHL Player of the Month. Uh, but that guy, I mean, talking about a guy, he's like one of those guys who's like maybe doesn't have the high skill level of being a second line forward in the NHL, third line forward, but he's seems like he's again like too good for the American Hockey League. What where do you see his game? Like, do you think he can transition fine to an NHL role? I mean, he's just signed an extension with the Rangers too.
1: Yeah, I I I agree with you there. But you know, you also look at that carp carpenter um and that Lucian kid, mm-hmm. Western boy from Saskatoon as well. Like I think all three of those guys could play in those roles at the next level, um, for sure. They um I think they carry the game. They they drive their lines for the most part. Um and then their their defensive responsibilities, they're like all over it. You know, and I think when you see guys that can play at the next level doing that at this level and they're not cheating the game, I think it just trickles through the lineup that, well, you know, if 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 he's doing it and and he's our captain, you know, you you look at a younger guy, you, you're like, crap, I, I gotta follow the lead. So I think he um, he does a really good job at that standpoint as well. I think we have one of his brothers here. I believe in. in There's the, like seven uh, Brzezinski's. Right. Running I know. I, crazy. Crazy. I don't even know if they're brothers. That's why I said it. Brother could be a cousin. Second, I don't even know. They got they're all over the place.
0: They just come but, out of Minnesota. There's like a Brzezinski yeah. <laughs> hockey factory there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just come out, you just get a last name of Brzezinski. And
0: go. <laughs> Pretty much. It. I think last year the Rangers had three of them in the organization. Like it's it crazy
1: yeah yeah they they had a there was another defenseman right he spent some yeah time in the in the coast there he was in Orlando and uh I think Jacksonville too right he was From in Jacksonville. yeah
0: that's where he was yeah. last year yeah yeah
1: yeah so um uh, but no, it's i I think it's awesome then you talk about your boy clendo um you know ha- having him here last year and him going there and like he's their five six d man and when you have him you know that low in your lineup on your decor, you're looking pretty good. In in my mind, going into that race as well for them.
0: I did have to ask Adam about you, and you know, I was like, "How's my, you know, how do you do? His first season, is he all right down there? Because I'm worried about you. You know, you're making the big jump to <laughs> the American Hockey that. League. I was like, "How's my guy? And he's like, "Oh, he's doing great. He's a players guy. I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course, a players guy. But yeah, he's, I'm like, you know, anyone give him a hard time, he's like, "No, no, no, he's good, he's good, he's great. Yeah. I'm like, good. I'm like, now that Briere you know, running the Flyers, you know, it's only a matter of time before you're in Philly, and now I'm really gonna have to like you, then, which is tough. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Danny has a lot of fish to fry with uh, what's been going on there, but um, it's it's awesome for him. Um, you know, I can't say enough good things about him personally. Um, the one thing I do like about what Danny has done, he started from, you know, the bottom. You yeah. you, you could say being in the coast and a lot of different things for the Flyers. Um, over the past three four years, um, from helping out with player development uh, learning the scouting side of it to um, following Chuck around for the last year and a half as well. And can't say enough good things about Chuck though, either. Um, He's, he's an awesome human and uh, he, he really allows people to talk and hear their thoughts and their voice and stuff like that. And uh, whenever I've been around, uh, whether it was the draft or training camp, you know, he always made everybody feel included uh, which, which is a huge step. You know, when you go in there, you're kind of like, ah, should I be in here? And he he makes you feel like you're you're a part of it. So uh, compared to sitting in the room and staring at the wall, it's uh, it was pretty cool.
0: You're throwing in any, like, Western Hockey League guys in, like, the 6th, 7th round? Like, you should take this guy he's from Saskatoon. He's tough. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> I, I always try and I, – I always get the Western boys going. But, yeah. you know, you got you to gotta have a good taste for them. You got to have
0: a good taste. Rouse, he's 320 on the board, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more, I forgot they asked Matt um, uh, Will Cooley down with Hartford. Obviously, the Ranger fans are very excited about him. Had a little run with New York, um, and it looks to be he'll probably be in the lineup next year for the Rangers. Um, he's had a couple of games against you guys too.
1: Yeah, talk talk about it. Like he's kind of like a young Garrett Wilson. You know, um, he can score. He's not afraid to fight. Uh, he's a big body. He likes to finish his checks, and uh, and and he gets up and down the rink pretty good too for for a bigger guy and. I think having those hybrid type players now in, in the NHL is huge. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that's going to step up for a teammate and maybe drop the gloves if he has to. And, but he can also play the game. It's not like he's just going out there and looking for a fight. Yeah, um, He's going out there. He, he's at 24, 25 goals this year. Like, I think when you score that at any league, you know, you're, you can kind of do both. And, um, You know, it's it's I I I think they're kind of a a dying breed. Everybody wants to be uh the the toe drag skill guy. But I think having that type of player, um, you're kind of non-replaceable in a lineup. You're like, crap, we have to play this guy, whether you know, whether you're scoring or you're not, but he brings so much to a lineup. Look at that, you know, a main mariner shutout, but Michael Pizzetta um Mm -hmm. with Montreal now. And he he'll fight, he'll hit, he'll score on a shootout and ride the stick down the middle of the rink. Like the kid that was great. I to- thought of <laughs> you when I saw
0: that. Yeah. I thought-
1: <laughs> <laughs> the kid kind of does it all, right? And you 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 want those guys in, in your lineup, uh, for a number of reasons, like I named. So it's um I think for even kids out there, you know, you don't have to be the the toe drag guy or the guy who scores. You kind of have to play an all-round game and you're that's how you make a team. You know, if you had everybody that just toe dragged and skilled. You know, your team would be pretty soft. So you need those grinders and those meat and potato type guys, too.
0: I think the worst thing Pizzette has done in his career is drop the gloves of Reeves. That was uh the, was the, the, the worst, the, but the best. You, <laughs> yeah, I guess got recognized, right? Right, yeah. you got him <laughs> recognized. Yeah. I was at that game, it was rough. I was I was sitting uh who is um there's a mother of a guy sitting in front of me. Um, oh man, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He's really he's one of the best players. Uh older guy, Anderson. Uh, Josh, okay, Anderson. Yeah. His, Josh family Anderson. Sit, his family, his family sitting in front of me and they drop the gloves and Revo just, you know, cleans his clock and they get the mother turns around. And she's like, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I'm like, I oh, I mean, that was rough. That was rough looking. But hey, for that kid, though, that was had to be a thrill of a lifetime.
1: Oh, I 100%. I'll, I'll I always tell this Uh, Pizzetta's is first shift in Maine when uh, Laval sent him down. He his very first shift, he had three hits. Um, He put he put one guy like into the third row, like just ran this one kid. The next one, he put a guy into the bench. I remember we're playing Manchester. He put a guy into their bench and then he hit another guy, ran across the rank, hit another guy into our bench. Like it was like the best opening shift you could ask for. And, uh, I remember calling Danny after the game and I was like, I hope we have this guy (laughs) for a couple more games. I think he only lasted seven games or so with us, but, um, you know, I, I, he, he loves that. That's his style of game. And like I said, when you have a player like that, you you want him in your lineup. Uh, he brings that uh, element to the game that not a lot of guys have. You're telling me,
0: Foxy wasn't going around hitting guys like that on every shift for you?
1: Oh, geez. He was more worried about the flow coming out of his helmet than hitting <laughs> guys.
0: <laughs> All right. Before I let you go, I got to ask you about Anisimov. I loved him with the Rangers. I texted you as soon as you guys signed him. I yeah. said, I said, what a great signing. I couldn't believe he came back. North America it's going to the KHL now 770 HL games I mean how great is it have him in a locker room and it's to watch him grinding day out and day out
1: yeah it's it's good I, th- I think a lot of the young guys look up to him a lot you know we have Igor Zamula um he calls he calls Artie grandpa um you know and you have that little bit of guidance there as well I think helps and it's it's also a comic relief for myself from when we beat them in six games back in 09. Uh, you know, I always like to rub that into his face too a little bit. Um, but I think I think at the same time, having having him here, his family lives in Chicago. Um, he's kind of away from his kids. He has three kids, and you know, he's always Facetiming them and chatting with them all the time. So it's it's pretty cool that. He wanted to come back. He wanted to play here. He wanted to be kind of a mentor to these young guys and help them kind of climb the ranks as well. So I he's been the biggest ad for our team, uh, just like you said, uh when 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 he did sign here.
0: He yeah, and he's had a great year. I think he's like third in the team in scoring, but yeah. Um and his last time in the American Hockey league was with Hartford, way back 10, 15 years ago. He's 13 years in the NHL. I mean, that's a crazy crazy to have a veteran like that in the team.
1: Yeah, when, when we went back to play in Hartford, I was like, hey, Artie, like, how much money are you putting on the board here? Like, you got to ramp it up, you know? <laughs>
0: he, he had his last year in Hartford. It's like one of the best offensive seasons in the team history. Yeah, so. well, the,
1: I, I think that was the year we played them when I was in Worcester. And we played them in the playoffs. And they had, like, we talk about it, like, their team was stacked. They had such a good team. Um, I think their only weakness was probably my buddy, Matt Zaba, who was a net for them, you know? <laughs>
0: ricochet shot for
1: zappa
0: (laughs) did you score on him
1: um i don't i don't think i did i i I do remember i had like 10 i had 10 assists in the in the six games or something like that
0: that's pretty good that's we we,
1: we were on a pretty good run we had some uh we had that logan couture just came in from uh his junior he's okay uh, yeah we we had we had we had a pretty decent team too but we came out flying there and I don't know if they're, I, I, I still remember it. Cause we played Providence after that. And then the Boston Bruins of now with Tuca and Marshawn and Krejci and all those guys beat us. I'm,
0: I'm sure you and Marshawn got along real well.
1: Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: two peas in a pod. Yeah. I can't imagine you two matching up against each other.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome. I, I actually loved playing against them. We had some great chirps. Um, We always went, went, went at it and, you know, I, to, for for a guy like that, of what he did in the American League and now what he's doing, it's like pretty cool to watch him play. Like he's still doing it, and like I don't know what he did. Must be training with Sid in the summer. But my body, we kind we played kind of the same way. He was obviously a lot better than me, but um, that kind of like rat roll type thing. But man, his body didn't even wear down. Mine like crumbled and just. Shit the bed to say the least, you know, like he's still rolling and like taking hits and getting in there. Like I look at him, I'm like, Man, how is this guy still doing this? It's incredible.
0: Hey, you're still skating three on three. You're still getting around.
1: Yeah. You're still getting <laughs> still around. Getting around. Still getting I got around the tripod ice. going. <laughs> still yeah. getting
0: around. and did you have the fro back then? What what was the uh
1: yeah, yeah. I had yeah. I uh when I was in Worcester there, I did a couple uh community stuff where I uh did locks for love. I grew my hair out one year and then shaved it at center ice. Um I did I did a couple of things, but yeah, I had I frosted the tips a lot back in the day. I had I'm blonde, talking about. the blonde streaks going.
0: Some boy band stuff.
1: Oh great boy band yeah, Backstreet yeah. Boys in Sync, all that kind of jazz. That didn't stuff. hit
0: that didn't hit the you know the western area up there in Canada for like what five years after it came to the US. So I mean I, it fits in.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I went back, people couldn't be like, wow, what what is that? I was like, you guys gotta go down to the States, gotta figure <laughs> yeah. it out.
0: Okay, go check it out. It's guy yeah. Justin Timberlake's lighting it up.
1: 100 <laughs> percent all oh, right, yeah. buddy.
0: Hey, thanks for coming on, as always, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. I'll be text- – hopefully – I don't text. think he gets a matchup with Hartford at all in the playoffs, I don't think. I think that's going to be a rough – I'm trying well, to Well, if we
1: go on a heater here, um, you know, depending – like we, we play uh, Charlotte twice, Springfield, um, and Bridgeport, and Hershey to end. So – I think all we could we could bounce up and down just as they could. You never know. It could be a first-round matchup. It could be
0: a first-round match. I might have to take a trip down to Lehigh Valley for that. It's only an hour. I think it's an hour 15 for me. Yeah. That's not That's bad. That's
1: easy. That's easy.
0: Free tickets, I'm sure, from you would be perfect.
1: Yep. I got, I got you. Don't worry about it.
0: Perfect. That's great. All right, buddy. Be good, and I uh, hope your wife feels better and everything. Thanks so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you so much, Riley, for coming on the show. Uh, what an awesome guy. And uh, we've had him on three, I think three times, maybe even more than that. Uh, But from his time in Maine, now he's in the AHL. This guy is an up-and-coming coach. Soon enough, he's going to be in the NHL, I'm telling you. And uh, he'll, uh, I'm sure, forget about me. And uh, we won't have him on the show anymore. But I was joking with him. But, uh, no, what a nice guy. Always taking the time out. And uh, I really appreciate that. I want to wish him the best of luck in the playoffs there uh, with Lehigh Valley and um, you know, hopefully we get a series. I mean, if they get a series with Hartford, they're going to get pretty far both those teams. It'll be pretty cool to see them match up. But I cannot thank him enough. And uh, hopefully the Rangers do the same prospect thing with the, the Flyers this next season. We'll get them back on again to tell us all about the young players there, too. So I uh, can't thank him enough for coming on. And that does it for Episode 127 of the Broadway Hat Podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe to the show on all of our uh, platforms. Make sure you go and find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show there and leave us a five-star review. Every five-star review we do receive. A dollar is donated to Alex's Lemonade Foundation, so please go on there. Leave a five-star review. Take two minutes a day to do that and help an amazing cause fight pediatric cancer. Make sure you go and subscribe to the show on Spotify as well. Uh, leave us a five-star review there as well. You can also find the show on anywhere you get your podcasts, pretty much. Google Play, uh, Pandora, Spreaker, or Amazon Music, Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us there. Make sure you follow us on social media as well at the Broadway Hat, uh, at Broadway Hat Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find us my personal Twitter account at khalny uh, on Facebook and Instagram at the Broadway Hat Podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page, the Broadway Hat Podcast. There, and uh, we post our clips. We post full uh, clips of the episode. You know, play our highlights, uh, full episodes, anything that really has to do with the podcast. We post it there, so always have great content going there on our YouTube page. And uh, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next week for the playoffs.